Well, hey everyone, it's Candace Eisner back with you again this week. And in this week's episode, which is the third and final in our controversies series, we're going to talk about how most massage therapists should probably be employees. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. Hey, I hope everyone is keeping well these days. As I'm recording this, it's early December, and uh, where I am, it's actually not that snowy. It's kind of surprising. When I moved back to the East Coast, I thought we'd have lots of snow, but uh, no, my... My friends and family and everyone back in in Toronto and surrounding areas have a lot more snow than we do. So anyway, I'm not going to talk about the weather too much because I'm sure a lot of you have other things you would rather be doing than talking about the weather. So let's talk about this big controversial topic, which is employee status and massage therapy. So... I know the number of true employee jobs out there for massage therapists are really few and far between. I I know that's a reality, Um, at least here in Canada and most of the United States. And I, you know, from the international massage therapists I've talked to, it's not that common either. Although um, if you live in a country where employment status, like true employment, you get, you know, um, they take your taxes off and all that stuff, like it works in most countries, Um, If you live in that kind of environment, feel free to drop me an email and let me know because that would be really interesting to me. Um, But here in Canada and the U.S. and most countries I speak to, most massage therapists are not employees. That is starting to change. We are starting to see more clinics um, employing massage therapists rather than having them in as contractors. And we'll talk about the difference in a minute if you don't know the difference. Um, But regardless of all that, My very controversial opinion is that most of you massage therapists or people in related professions, yoga instructors, Pilates teachers, shiatsu, you know, all of those, all of y'all should be employees. Full stop. Okay, maybe not full stop. Maybe most of you should be employees and there should be a handful of you who are supporting those employees by hiring them. Because yes, those of you who do run clinics should strongly consider switching to an employee model for the therapists who are working there. A real employee model, not this contractor hybrid model that, you know, uh, we've been running under, at least in Canada and again, a lot of the U.S. for years and years and years, where it's basically, in most ways, we treat you like an employee, but in terms of the taxes and a few other things, we treat you like a contractor. That model doesn't really work. And we'll get into more of that in a moment. But for now, why am I saying that most massage therapists should be employees? Why am I saying that would be preferable or better? Honestly, it's because I would say most people are not really well suited to all that comes with running a business. And this is just as true in the massage therapy world as it is anywhere else. Even if massage is mostly self-employed people, or at least on paper, they're self-employed. The reality is the type of arrangement we have for most massage practitioners in the world isn't really running their own business. 
This is the kind of thing where they work for another clinic and have employee-like rules. They have to be there specific hours. The clinic provides the supplies. They set the fees. They include, including what percentage the therapist actually gets of those fees. The handling of the marketing and the booking. And the therapist mostly just works at one clinic at a time. Now, yes, I know some people do work at multiple clinics, but guess what? That's just called being part-time, and that happens in other employment things as well. You know, it's not just singular of massage therapy and yet those people are employees and you're not right also the clients tend to stay mostly with the clinic when a therapist leaves rather than follow the therapist yes i realize there are exceptions to that rule but generally speaking that's how that works the clients have more of a loyalty to the location than they do to the therapist and again there are exceptions but that's generally what we see happening right they prefer the location to you know, even if they really liked the therapist. And when the therapist quits, they take their talent with them, but not much else because all the other stuff, including those client files, belongs to the clinic. Now, let me be clear here. There's nothing wrong with that, except for maybe the fact that in Canada and the US, this isn't a proper contractor job. Other people who work as contractors, this is not how that works. Other people who work at contractors, they provide the supplies, they decide the hours of work, all that kind of stuff. Yes, you're contracting yourself out to a company to perform a certain job, but um, you, are, you have a lot more autonomy over what you are doing than the situation we see with massage therapists. So yeah, in, in these, these clinics... And again, this is no shade on the clinic owners, by the way. This is just the system that we're working with. The therapist should be treated and paid like employees, frankly, with all the benefits and drawbacks that come with being an employee. Now, I also want to say that in the general world, with other industries, not just the healthcare industry or wellness industry, being an employee at good companies has just as many benefits as this whole so-called hybrid employee contractor model we have with massage, right? Um, people uh, are allowed to take lots of vacation. That's a you know flexible work schedule. Uh, you know respect for the fact that people have to take time off for medical appointments or whatever. Um, they have flexibility as to what direction they take their career, what extra courses they take to expand their career, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right. So don't be put off by this idea or think that just because a clinic, you know, suddenly moves to an employee model and now you're an employee, that they're going to have like all this control over you and your career. Um, if they're a good clinic, then if they move to an employee model, they're going to continue to be a good clinic. They're going to continue to treat you well and have respect for you and what you want to do with your career, right? Just the tax time stuff is going to be a little different. A few other things are going to be a little different, right? And importantly here, since we're saying, since I'm saying that most massage therapists should be employees, and we're going to get to why I think most massage therapists should be employees in a second, that specific part. But let me be clear here. Just because I'm saying that doesn't mean I think you should all go work for the clinics that are right now hiring people as employees. Um, some of them are good, but I know that a lot of them have a very poor reputation. They treat their therapists, you know, like crap. Um, don't, don't, don't go do that just because I'm saying this. I mean, obviously you won't, right? But just let me be clear here. Uh, the, a lot of the current clinics that do it, not all, there are some really good ones, but a lot of the clinics, you know, the bigger chains that hire you on as employee don't treat you very well. So uh, we, don't, we don't want that. We want, we want good clinics to convert to the employee model. That's what we want. But let's get into the heart of this topic, and that is that we need to stop thinking of owning our own business as like this sort of end-all, be-all, like 
perfect part of a career, right? Being self-employed as a business owner, like a full business owner, okay? You, are, you call the shots on literally everything. Or an entrepreneur, if you want to think of it that way. It's challenging. It does have a tendency to take over your life. We have this thing we do in Western culture, and that is we idolize working for yourself and the whole idea of being a hustler to make it, you know? Like, come on, hustlers, you can do it. You're going to, you know, you're going to smash your goals and build a, you know, a six-figure, seven-figure, eight-figure business. And I've seen some articles recently that claim that the current generation, like overall, not just massage therapists in the current generation, So I'm talking like the people in their 20s and early 30s here. There's more self-employed people than any other generation before it. More people are freelancing or creating their own jobs than ever before. And I'll put a link in the show notes to an article, at least one about that kind of thing, because there's been a few published. Now, part of that is due to the pandemic. We all know that work from home has become more popular. People are taking advantage of that wave. And the world is changing because of the pandemic. And part of it is simply because the younger generations are seeing the value in working for yourself and having more autonomy and having more freedom, right? It's a total thing for a lot of good reasons. I get that. I get the world is changing. I get that it's the best bet for the younger millennials and the Gen Zers. That's the age group we're talking about here, you know? Um, But that's a whole topic for another day and not really what this podcast is about. So we'll just move on from that. But I do acknowledge that that is a thing, right? Back to massage therapists and related professions specifically. It's not to say that I don't respect people who work their asses off to make it in business, the people who have hustled hard to have a fabulous clinic and career. I respect you. Believe it, I respect you. However, there's nothing wrong with working for someone else. It isn't lesser. It isn't worse. It's just a different mode of making your income. I see posts from over social media all the time. And I'm not just talking Facebook. I'm talking like everywhere where massage therapists or other health and wellness practitioners are saying things like, oh, well, don't work for another clinic. You'll make so much more money if you work for yourself. You should, you know, you should open your own place. Now, again, we're talking about the situation where you do actually work for yourself, like you rent a place and you're responsible for literally everything. We're not talking about that pseudo self-employment situation where you work for a clinic and they provide most of the stuff, right? And in that situation, by the way, um, you have to pay the clinic a cut of what you're making, obviously, and rightly so, because the clinic is doing a lot of the work that you aren't. They're doing the marketing or providing the sheets or the the uh, massage lotion or a receptionist or whatever, like all, all the stuff that comes with working at whatever clinic it is, right? Or, or studio or environment. And so that's a big part of the reason why so many people go out there and they say, oh, it's just not worth it. Just go work for your own. You'll do better and you'll make so much more money. And yeah, there are crappy clinic owners out there who do take advantage of you. Don't get me wrong. That happens in literally every industry. Don't think that massage is somehow special this way. It happens in every industry. So in, for those people, it would make better sense for them to go out on their own. I get that. But honestly, that's not true for most situations. And just the massage therapy world needs to get over itself and stop thinking that, you know, uh, having your own clinic is somehow the end all be all of things. Now, why the heck am I saying any of this today? Am I like having a, a, a day where I just feel like attacking massage therapists? Did I like wake up on the wrong side of the bed and I'm feeling cranky and I'm like, you massage therapists, you're so whatever, blah, blah, blah. 
No, it's of course not. That's not what this is about. If you listen to this podcast regularly, you know I am not about that. I love you all. I think the massage therapy profession and related professions, yoga, etc., Pilates, all of you are amazing. I think those careers are amazing. So what, it, what is all this about then? Why, why am I saying all this? Why is this a controversial topic? I mean, it is a controversial topic because I know most of you uh, don't tend to work in employee situations and there is a vibe in the profession that, you know, massage therapists should work for themselves and should own their own businesses, right? So it is controversial, but, but why am I talking about this? Well, here's the reasons why, and there, there's kind of two things. The first is that I genuinely feel that having more employees as massage practitioners would benefit literally everyone. Uh, the therapists would have more protections, more steady income that comes with the status of being employee. They'd have more simplified tax structure. They'd be able to plan financially a lot better because there'd be a lot less roller coaster ups and downs. I mean, I've done podcast episodes on money mindsets. Everyone else I know who does what I do, the sort of like business advice for healthcare practitioner stuff has done episodes on money mindsets. Uh, accountants have talked about it, et cetera. I know it's a thing when you're self-employed, planning is a lot harder. So if you were an employee, it'd be a little easier. You'd be able to plan it based on, you know, the shifts you're working or your salary or how, whatever the, you know, the pay structure is. So if we did this, I do acknowledge that the clinic owners would have to do, you know, in the clinics themselves, because it wouldn't have to be necessarily the owner themselves, they could hire somebody, but they'd have to do more paperwork and such. And absolutely, there would be changes, you know, there would be an adjustment period, there'd be changes in tax status, there's lots of behind the scenes business stuff that would have to happen. But honestly, plenty of small businesses can handle that in food, retail, and every other sector. So frankly, there is no reason why a clinic owner couldn't do it, you know, or a clinic or a studio, whatever. Um, they can definitely do it. And there are benefits to having more stable employees and more control over the business. And she wouldn't have a whole bunch of contractors coming in and out and having their own views on things and that kind of thing. I mean, obviously, humans are still going to have their own views. But when they're employees, it's a little bit different, a little bit different structure. So it's benefit to both the employee massage therapist or other practitioner and benefit to the clinic owner. Maybe not in the short term while they're doing the paperwork. And I do acknowledge there's, you know, a bit of an adjustment period while they do that. So, okay, we've talked about that, but what's the other reason I'm saying this? Well, the other reason I'm saying that being employee is better for most massage practitioners has to do with their approach to their careers in the first place. So I see a lot of self-employed practitioners and we're not just talking massage, we're talking all people who are self-employed. But I see mostly the health and wellness people because that's where I work. And they want all the benefits of that life, but they don't want to do the work. Or at least they want to do as little work as possible. Now, before you start throwing things at me, let me, let me go on. Because if this isn't you, it's probably people you know, right? But be honest, just hear me out. These people want the freedom of making all their own hours, calling all the shots, getting the monetary benefits of being self-employed. They want, they want all that stuff, okay? But they don't want to do the work. Now, I'm not talking about client-facing work. No, no, no. They want to do client-facing work most of the time. I mean, everyone has their off days. But for the most part, they want to do the client-facing work. They want to see the clients. They want to build relationships. They want to take courses on how to get their techniques better, et cetera, et cetera, right? And I'm also not saying that you should work 24-7. No, nobody's saying that. Let me be clear on that, okay? 
you got to have some balance. You got to have like a life outside of work. But what I am saying is for a lot of self-employed people, especially massage and yoga and wellness and health, which is what we've been talking about. They don't want to do the marketing. They don't want to do the accounting, the website, the emails, the cleaning, the phone calls, and all the administrative stuff that comes behind the scenes of running a actual business. But they also don't want to pay someone to do these things. This is what really gets to me. Because I get it if you don't want to do those tasks yourself, but you're willing to pay someone to do them. But the people who don't want to even try to tackle them and they don't want to pay someone. Or the other issue is they don't respect them at all when they try to use their expertise to help them in their business, even though that's what they supposedly hired them to do. So they're not listening to all the advice or they don't respect them when they try to use their expertise to help them in their business. It's just, it just seems weird to me, you know? They, they hire someone who's an expert in whatever it is, you know, marketing or Facebook ads, which is part of marketing or accounting or whatever, and the person tries to tell them something and they don't want to listen. And then they say things like, oh, well, I just want to see my clients. That's my real work. I don't want to do any of the other stuff, which I understand, but sometimes you got to do it. Or, oh, that's a waste of my time. I'd rather be doing insert something else, see, seeing clients or do it, posting on social media because they find that fun or that stuff. They don't want to do like the nitty gritty, boring stuff. So they don't. Or, oh, I don't pay people to do stuff I can do myself. And then they don't actually do it or they don't make time for it or they don't respect it. But sorry, you don't get to be a business owner and avoid all the business tasks. That's not how this shit works. If you don't want to actually run a business, then go work for somebody else. And I'm sorry if that makes you go, Candace, but it's true. It's just like, look, you can't have it both ways. So that's the controversy for today. That's why I'm saying this. If you still want to run your own business as a health or wellness practitioner, massager, otherwise, then that is awesome. I am here for you. This podcast is here for you. The free content on my website is here to support you. Join my newsletter. I, I drop extra stuff there. You're awesome. You can do it. I support you fully, whether you're going solo or whether you decide to open a bigger clinic and hire on other people or whatever you do. You know, if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to run a business and do, yes, I know, like we don't all love those business tests. I get it. I don't love the, like I have a reminder that nags me in my calendar to go update my accounting minimum once a month to go put in all the expenses and all that stuff. Do you think like I love, like when that reminder pops up, I'm like, Ugh. it's true. But do I continually, sometimes ignore it for a day. Like I'll go, oh yeah, actually I'm kind of busy today. I'm in the middle of something. Maybe I'll do it, you know, so I click remind me tomorrow, right? So I don't just keep putting it off. I do it like within a few days of the reminder popping up, right? So I get you, you know, not all the business tasks are fun. Some of them are boring as heck. However, if you still want to run your own business as a health or wellness practitioner, massager, or otherwise, that's great. I just ask that as a profession, as an industry, we stop glorifying owning a business. Instead, think about a model where employees are way more common. And that will allow many more therapists to stay in this career right now, especially with the current day and age, with everything that's happened in 2020 and 2021. A lot of people are leaving the profession because it's just so tenuous, you know? 
So let those that are truly interested in running a business do that and hire on the people who aren't as business-minded, right? The business-minded entrepreneur types, the ones who want a bigger clinic and want to hire practitioners and have the, the chops for that, let them do that. Or, you know, again, if you're business-minded and you just want to run your own thing and not hire other people, that's cool too. I respect that too. That's totally fine. But for those of you who have the dream of a bigger clinic and you want to, you know, take that on, hire everyone as employees and just like balance it out, you know? No one is lesser here. No one's taking advantage of somebody else. That's the important take-home message. Now, as I see it, it would take health and wellness forward into a better era for everyone. And that's my topic for today. I hope that, I hope it touched on some things for maybe you all to think about. And uh, yeah, have a great rest of the year. And I'll be back with you next year with episodes on new topics. Well, thanks so much for listening, everyone. I really appreciate your time and the fact that you decided to join me today in listening to this episode. Show notes are now available for podcast episodes, and they contain links to helpful resources and other information. Just head to happylittlebiz.com, that's my website, and check out the podcast link. I've got show notes for individual episodes in there, as well as articles on other topics for building a strong health and wellness business if you just check out the rest of the site. So while I've got you, I'd like to mention I truly do appreciate it when people leave me a rating or review on iTunes if you really like this podcast. So yeah, you can do that by just going to iTunes and looking up Life Beyond the Massage Table and then clicking on that Ratings and Reviews tab to leave your own. Okay, that's it for this week. I'm sure you have other things to do, and so I'll let you get back to them. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and I'll catch you back here another time.